Kingdom. We started talking about those things that are important, and I shared about a vision that uh, Tom Ludeman had, and just that talking about grabbing hold of the important things, grabbing hold of those things that matter, grabbing hold of those things that are good. And uh, this morning we sang um, quite a few songs, if you noticed, about God's goodness, that God is good, and, and there is a lot within God that is good. Praise God, because in the world there's not a whole lot of goodness in and of itself. You see, you see uh, uh, glimmers of, of hope, you see glimmers of, of people being good, but you know, even in their even in individuals' best, we're still selfish, we're still wanton. In God, though, is pure goodness, real goodness. When he does something, he does it for the right motives. You know, he can do the right thing, but have the wrong motives and be wrong. But when, when God does something, he does it, and it's good. It's good from the beginning, it's good from the conception all the way to the fulfillment. And so, there's lots of things within God that are good. And uh, in praying about how the Lord wanted me to progress in this, he led me to Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 19. There's at least three things. I mean, we may get to all three. We may only get to one. Who knows? You know how I preach. But uh, in Hebrews 10, beginning with verse 19, it talks about things that are really important. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a, blood, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to, to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. God is good, and being in his presence is good. When we start talking about what was good, what, grabbing a hold of what's good, if you, know, if, if you ever had to, to leave in a hurry from your home, if you ever thought about that, what would you grab? If the house was on fire, if, the, if the, the flood was coming, what would you grab in your house that's good? Hopefully you'd grab your wife and children. Hopefully you'd grab you know, something that's good. But have you ever thought about that? What needs to be grabbed? If, if you're on your way out, what's the most important? Well, in this life, you know, each and every one of us is on the way out. Everybody's older than you were yesterday. Some of you are a lot older than some of us. Some of, us are, some of you are younger than others. But we're all on our way out. What should we grab a hold of? What is the most important? And if you look at the, you know, if you start categorizing the list of things that are important, things that we should be grabbing a hold of, just God himself needs to be number one. Just a relationship with him needs to be the most important thing we grab a hold of. We can't lose sight of that. If we lose sight of the fact that, 
that God is the most important. We can start thinking about things. We can start thinking about you know, uh, uh, you know, truths and, and, and promises. And we can start thinking about, about uh, you know, the, the things he wants us to do and things that are important to do. But bottom line, the, the, the basis of all of it is him. If we go through this whole life and never have a relationship with him, we lose. If we seemingly grab all the important things in life, and you know, when you go to church, they tell you all the important things. We used to, I used to tease the, the, uh, the youth group kids. You know, the Sunday school answer. What's important? God, the Bible, Jesus. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, uh, what's the, the, the letter game? Oh, Vanna, give me a letter. Wheel of Fortune. It's kind of like the Wheel of Fortune. They have the letters that everybody always gives. Well, we, we tend to do that, and, you know, we need to pray, that's important, and we need to read the Bible, and we need to, you know, but the most important thing, we can do all those things and still miss God. Jesus told the, the, uh, the Pharisees, he says, you study the scriptures all day long, looking to gain life, but the, the scriptures talk about me. They sought God so hard that they missed him. They, they tried to make themselves, they, they tried to follow the law and follow the rules so, so keenly that they missed the ones, the laws and the rules we're talking about. We can do the same thing. We can get so busy doing the stuff. We can get so busy, uh, you know, being uh, what God's called, doing what God's called us, but we can miss Him. We can actually go through life, or we can go through eternity without a church. We can go through eternity without tithes and offerings. We can go through eternity without a whole lot of stuff, but we can't go through eternity without Him. Without a relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing Him, knowing Him, you know, the, the verses in the, in the Bible, in Matthew, that talk about the sheep and the goats. And he said, you know, depart from me because I never knew you. But they said, Lord, Lord. I mean, they're saying, Lord, Lord. They're, they're calling him Lord. They're saying, but yeah, but, but we, we did this in your name and we did that in your name. And he goes, depart from me. I didn't know you. I don't know you. So there's obviously something more than just doing the stuff. And we need to, to hold that very closely. We need to be very aware of it. <clears throat> and we need to live accordingly. Do you know God? Do you know Him? You know, whenever I think about knowing God, I think of Moses. Because it says that Moses knew God like a friend. He knew him face to face. He'd have conversations with God. He would spend time with God. He'd be in his presence for hours and literally even days, 40 days one time, 40 days and nights, just spending time in the presence of God. But he spent time with God. He lived with him. 
He, he talked with them. He, he breathed the same air, so to speak. Do we know God that well? Are we on our way to knowing God that well? When I read, the, read those passages about how, how Moses met with God and he knew him face to face, that was early in my walk with the Lord. That was one of the goals I set. God, I want to know you like that. I want to know you. I don't want to know just what you do, because we can read about what he does. But I want to know why you do what you do. How you do what you do. I want to know, I want to know, you know, it's like, it's like uh, you, you know, you can see what some famous person does by, by what's recorded or what's reported on television, but to actually know them personally is completely different. I've met and known some, some famous people in the world, and, and, and if I were to say their names, you'd go, oh, I've heard about, you know, I've heard about them, or I've heard them speak, or whatever, and, and you'd, you'd have a, 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 a mental image of what they're like. One of the, the people that I know, one of the famous people, most people's uh, idea of him is he's, oh, he's kind of a gruff old guy, and he isn't very nice, and he's you know, kind of full of himself. But when you get to know him, when, I, when we actually spent time with him, he has a heart as big as the world. Remember the, the parable of the, of the talents when, the, when the, the man who came, who came back with one said, I knew you were a hard man, so I, 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 I hid what you had. I hid what you gave me. And here it is right back. Here's the very one you gave me because I knew you were a hard man. And the king says, you knew I was a hard man, did you? Well, he didn't know him at all. Because the one with five got five more and the one with four got four more. He didn't know him at all. We can't be that way with God. We can't assume, well, God is this way and he is expecting me to do this and that and I'm supposed to serve him and, and just don't mess with him, don't get him mad at me. And then I just get through safely. Whew, God, I'm here. I, I got through with what you gave me. And he said, really? You knew me, huh? Our relationship with God has got to be the most important thing we have. Because it's that basis, it's that, that truth alone. You know, and Paul says that to the, to the Hebrews, he says we have a high priest, we have a, a God who has done everything. We, we can enter the most holy place because of His blood. Let us draw near to God. You notice he doesn't say, let us quickly build churches. Peter actually said that. Remember when the, when the, on, the, on the Mount of Transfiguration? Oh, let's build some booths, quick. And Jesus just ignored him. Never even answered that one. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. That's what we really want, isn't it? Every once in a while I ask people, are you sure you're saved? I hope so. But we can know so. We can know so. We can know. We can have full assurance of faith. Full assurance. Absolutely no doubt. Are you going to heaven? If the world ended right this second, 
Are you going, are you going to spend eternity with God? Yes. Yes, I have no problem. I have no doubt. Not because of how good I am. Whoo, praise God. Thank you. Jesus is not based on my goodness or my faithfulness or any of those things. Praise God. It's not based on any of that stuff, but it's based on him. Because then, with that foundation, then we can go on to other stuff. And as we go on to other stuff, we have to be very careful not to lose sight of the base, of the, of the foundation. We can lose, I mean, I, I can lose sight of the foundation very quickly. God, every once in a while, reminds me. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Well, because you told me to. It's what I'm supposed to do. It's my duty. No. Wrong. Eh. It's about relationship. It's about him. It's about knowing him. We must always keep that in perspective. That is, it is him first, him only. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. That's why I know. That's why I know where I'm going to spend eternity, because he who promised is faithful. Verse 23. He's faithful. What he said he'll do. See, that's how, it, that's how I know, is because I know him and he's not a liar. He's not messing with me. He's not jerking me around. He's not, he's not being something other than what he says. His character, his, his very nature says that if I believe, if I put my trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross, I'm in. You're in. And it's not based on anything else. If I know him, he'll know me. Verse 24. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The day is approaching. We talked about that last couple of weeks. The day is approaching. The end is near. Still, I, I, still, I don't want to be like the guy with a, with a sandwich board, you know. <laughs> the end is near. But the end is near. It's a whole lot nearer than it was back then. And the older we get every day, it's nearer for us. Some of us are closer to the end than others. It's just reality. And as we get closer to the end... We have to be sure of what he's called us to do and who he's called us to be. Years ago, I, I saw Charles Capps in person. He was, at a, he was actually at a very small gathering. He was speaking into a group of pastors. And he said, time is kind of like a cone. He says, way back when we had all kinds of time, you could get, you could get away with stuff because you had more wiggle room. But the closer we get to the end the narrower our wiggle room gets. Our messing around. 
our, our foolishness. And we need to, to spur on one another. You can make it. You can do it. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't, don't fall short. We need to spur on. You know, and, the, and it says here, don't forsake. You know, the, the King James says, don't forsake the gathering together of the brethren. Now, I'm not talking to the ones who are being cut off by the bridge. Because I get that. You guys are okay. I saw you walk in. I thought, oh, you're, I, gotta, I have to tell you up front, it's not, if those who live on the other side of the bridge, it's tough. I get that. That's not what we're talking about. No. You know what I'm talking about. You know, you can get to the point where you just kind of go, you know what? What's the use? Why do I have to keep showing up? Why do I, and I'm not even talking about church. I mean, this is one way we gather. There's lots of ways that we gather. There's all kinds of ways. It isn't about where have you been, how come you haven't been in church. Oh. See, this would be a great sermon to preach on Easter morning. <laughs> but you know what? That's not even what we're talking about. What we're talking about is if you're not in fellowship, you're missing the part of the, you're missing the body that can encourage you. When times get tough, when times are short, when times are hard, that is not the time to hide yourself. And I get it. I, I want to feel that way. And I actually felt, felt like that years ago much more than I ever do now. There was a time in my life where I didn't trust people. I didn't like people. I didn't like people. Because every people I knew lied and cheated, stole, so when I got saved, I didn't have a whole lot of new data to tell me that anybody's any different. And I remember I was at a meeting one night, and there was a guy there that was ministering, and he'd call people out and pray for them, speak over them, so on and so forth. I was sitting way in the back row, because I didn't like people. I thought, okay, well, I'll go to church. Now, it's not that you guys don't like people. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> The good chair has already got taken. There's one still free chair up here. You could come on up and grab it. But I just, you know, I wanted to get in. I know, okay, now I got to seek God because, you know, I have to, I've repented. I've, okay, God, I love you, but I don't necessarily like people, okay? So I'd get in and I'd get out as fast as I could. And he was praying over people and so on and so forth. And it was very interesting. I thought that was amazing. I was just. You know, I was really getting a lot out of the service. I thought it was great. I liked him. He was a you know, great guy. And he goes, okay, I think that's it. And he says, Let's, we're gonna, you know, Pastor, we're ready to close out. Oh, wait a second. Sir, sir, you in the back row. Can I, can I pray for you? Sure, you can pray for me. Yeah, I said, sure, you can pray for me. He goes, well, why don't you come up front? <laughs> he hadn't made anybody else come up front. <laughs> I didn't want to come up front. I wanted to stay back there where it's safe. Sir, can you, can you come up front? I want to pray for you. <sighs> okay. So I go up front. I'm standing there. He starts to pray. He says, Father, I pray that you'll show this man how to love, how to trust again. Lord, I pray that you'll bring him into a fellowship of, of believers who will show him the meaning of the love of God. It's exactly what I needed. 
I needed the body of Christ. About a year and a half later, my wife and I moved to River Falls, Wisconsin. God led us to a fellowship of believers, a group of people who were meeting together. And in that group, there wasn't one that was perfect. Not one. There wasn't one that did everything right. Not one. They were just regular people, kind of like this church. Not one was perfect. But it was in that group of people that I learned what love really meant. Love of the brethren. Love of the body of Christ. Learning to to live together as a group of believers. And then being able to reach out and touch the world around us. Kind of like this place. We need each other. You know, our, our vision statement is building relationships through discipleship to advance the kingdom of God. And those relationships just aren't on Sunday morning. It's, it's all the time. And it's not just with this church. It's not with just this group of people. It's building relationships with the body of Christ. It's building relationships with our neighbors. Encouraging one another because there are times when you need to be encouraged. There's times when I need to be encouraged. There's times when it's, it's about time we're going to give up hope. And as we get closer to the end, he said, as we get closer to the end, we need to encourage each other more. Don't quit. Don't stop. Get up one more time. You can do it. If you can't get up, we're going to be here to help you get up. And if we want to be really annoying, which I hope we'll always be really annoying, if you can't get up and you don't want to get up, we'll pick you up. There are times when you just need to do what you don't want to do. Get up one more time. But you don't understand. It's too hard. It's always hard. There are times that are hard for some. You know, praise God for a, a, a family and a wife who, when I don't feel like getting up anymore, she's like, get up. <laughs> and when she doesn't feel like getting up, I'm like, sweetheart, please get up. <laughs> Right, sure. (laughs) We need each other. That's important. So what's important so far? So far, what's important is God. Pastor Dan, you know, and and I've 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 wrestled back and forth because when before I was here, when Pastor Dan, the, the one who the man who man and wife, Pastor Dan and Claudia, who started River Valley. Their, their vision statement was loving God and loving people. You know, that's a pretty good mission statement. Probably should have stuck with that one, but, you know, I was smarter than that, so. <laughs> Had to come up with my own. But it's loving God. It's, it's loving Him. It's knowing Him. It's a relationship with Him. And then secondly, it's, a, it's knowing each other. It's a relationship with one another. 
It's walking in love with one another and then the world around us. See, there, aren't any, there isn't anything that's more important than God and then each other. So when we're grabbing a hold of stuff that matters, when we're grabbing a hold of stuff that's good and that's going to last eternity, God will last eternity and each other. People will last eternity. Stuff doesn't last for eternity. Not a, th- not a single thing. Not a single stuff. Even these bodies are going to be destroyed. Even these bodies die. And the Bible says in Revelation that all the stuff is going to get burned up. There's only two things we get to enter eternity with. God and each other. What's important? He is. A relationship with Him. If we start focusing on anything other than that, you're going to be disappointed. If we start focusing on anything other than building a relationship with God and building a relationship with others, you're going to be hollow and empty inside. I've known people who are extremely rich. I mean extremely rich. I've even known some people who are famous. But don't have God. And they're empty. They're empty. What's important? Now I know this is, we've heard this and heard this and heard this, but we need to hear it again. We need to keep this as the focus. What is important? What is worth grabbing hold of and taking with us? If all of this passes away, if this building, these chairs, these really nice chairs up front, (laughs) the sound system, the lights, the heat, if all this stuff one day ended, would you still be a Christian. Would you still grow in your relationship with God? Would you still grow in your relationship with each other? You know, in some ways, our relationship with God and our relationship with others might actually grow faster and better without all the stuff. I thought it's been pretty neat. We've been meeting in a room for the last two months full of cardboard boxes. My wife hasn't been all that happy about it, but I'm just kidding. The truth of it is, it's not about how pretty it looks. It's about if we're doing the important stuff, and that's getting to know him. Knowing him more and knowing each other. I want to pray for you this morning. If you're feeling alone. If you're feeling as though, you know, I feel like I probably have God, but I don't know that I have anybody else that I can rely on. Because you can have all the stuff in the world. 
But if you don't have God, obviously, but you don't have somebody else that you can, that you can grab a hold of and say, help me. Walk with me through this. Pray with me. Been walking with God for a lot of years. Been a pastor for a lot of years. And usually I can tell when somebody is not doing well at all because the first thing they do is they quit showing up. And I don't mean just for church. I mean they just quit showing up. They avoid you. That's the exact opposite of what we need. When you're hurting, when you're going through it, the first thing you should do is get a hold of somebody and say, hey, we need to talk. Let's get together. Let's get together over a coffee. Let's, let's you know, or what are you doing right now? Let's grab lunch. Let's, let's you know, whatever the situation is, let's, let's get together. The last thing you need is to draw apart when you're hurting. But we do it. We all do it. And like we've said from the very beginning, talking about relationships, and the reason is, is because in that moment when you're the most vulnerable, <clears throat> you have to trust that that person is going to walk in love towards you. And people aren't perfect. What's really important? What's really important is that you make it. That's what's important to me. What's important to me is that you make it all the way across. We've talked about this for years. That we're all going across the river. Somebody was, we were just having a conversation recently and we were talking, I think it was even in one of the songs, I don't know. Talking about Moses. No, I was reading it this morning, that's what it was. Too many things going on up here at one time. I was reading about Moses and about crossing the Red Sea. The sea didn't close up till they all got across. Same thing with the Jordan. That's what we talked about last week. The Jordan, they went across on dry land, but they didn't, it did not start flowing again until they all got across. My heart is that every one of us gets across. Every one of us. Not one gets left behind. But if somebody starts to falter and they decide, you know, I don't want to bear, I don't want to put, be a burden on anybody else. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, hurt them. I don't want to slow them down. So I'll just quietly, just you know, <coughs> slide into the, you know, into the backdrop here. I'll just, I'll just be, I'll just, I'll just sacrifice myself so nobody else falls. Bunk. We all need to get there. We all need to cross over. That's why we, we must, not fel, must not forsake the fellowshipping of the brethren. Yes, Sunday morning. Yes. Yes, Wednesday night. Yes, all these other. But more importantly, someone that you can reach out to and say, hey, I need to talk. We need to get together. We need to hang out. And be able to actually 
have a, a real honest conversation and say, I am going through it and, I'm, and it's bad and I don't know what to do. If you don't have somebody like that, I pray that, you, I pray that God brings somebody across your path. And then when God does bring somebody across your path, you go, oh, well, no, not them. <laughs> they, they don't want to talk to me. I mean, you know, they, they got their own stuff going on. They wouldn't understand what I'm going through because their, their, their whole life is so perfect. They've got it all together. I'm sure we look at each other and go, see, I would, none of them have trouble like I have trouble. None of them are, are struggling the way I struggle. I don't want to burden them with it. Double bunk. I want to pray for all of us. I'm not going to single, <clears throat> single anyone out so you can breathe easily. Not like that guy did to me. But I want to pray for all of us, because all of us deal with that to some level or another. Let's pray. Father, I pray for all of us. Because, Lord, as the days get shorter, as the time gets shorter, we need you more than we ever have before. And, Lord, we need each other more than we ever have before. Help us, Father. Father, I pray that every single person, every person that's here, every person that listens to this by internet or TV or whatever it is, Father, I pray that same prayer that that man prayed all those years ago, that they will find a, a believer or a group of believers where they'll learn how to love again, where they'll learn how to trust again. Father, bring each and every one of us into a deeper relationship with you first and with the body of Christ secondly. Father, we as those who are leaders here, but we as the body of Christ here, purpose in our hearts to be there for each other. Show us, Lord how to reach out. Lord, show us the ones who are, who are hurting and, and falling behind. And give us a heart, Father, that not one gets left. Father, everyone gets across. Everyone makes it. That this is a place when, when people walk in the door that they sense that it's about love. That it's not about stuff, that it's not about places, it's not about buildings, it's not about things. But that it's about you and them. Father, we want to seek your kingdom. And your kingdom is made up of people. Show us, Lord, how to walk with, walk beside, lift up those around us. And Lord, even more importantly, show us how to be humble and let somebody else lift us up when we need it. Help us, Father. 
Father, I thank you that you're opening our eyes and our hearts once again to the things that are important. Help us, Father. Help us, Father, to to focus on what is good. Lord, we give you all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless. Tomorrow is the, uh, the uh, blood mobile. They're going to be using this sanctuary, so we need to stack the chairs once again, folks.